If you haven't seen City on the Hill, that's a great show. I think it's Showtime. Maybe Cinemax. I don't know. I don't watch TV much, but I saw that. That shit was dope. Y'all can't hear this if you on YouTube. So head over to podcast version of the podcast. <laughs> Just the audio. I'm the devil. If ever there was such a thing, the results of much too many drops. What you're seeing, I'm a mind fuck. Completely disgust. I'm a human motherfucker being. I'm a dog. Fuck lambs, I'm silence and I'm all. I'm involved in murders, forensic science, couldn't solve. Giants that are balls too big to buy a set of drawers. Might as well unzip my fly and let them roll to the floor. Each thoughts completely warped. I'm like a walking, talking Ouija board. Speaking in songs, I've never spoke this speech before. Have you ever experienced spirits and lyrics when you hear them? Too scared to stare into any mirrors when you hear them? Well, it's so It's Kasabian. Kasabian Lava One. What's going on, beautiful people? You can see my hand in the thing. T- turning things <clears throat> I mean that's cool Welcome to the Kasabian Lavo show It's Tuesday You know what I want to start doing Oops I want to start doing Let's check the spelling I want to start telling y'all today Today's Tuesday December the 8th Right Welcome to episode 135 of the Kasabian Lavo show My name is Kasabian Lavo And I love saying what's going on beautiful people Because it's just I hope it makes you smile I smile inside because my face always looks like I'm very mad. I'm really not that mad. I'm not mad ever, really. Not anymore. But we're going to get into it. Welcome to the Kasabian Lavo Show. Uh, head over to klavo.com. Uh, stream some music. Download some music. Make a purchase. Whatever you want to do. We appreciate you. We thank you. Um, if you haven't uh, uh, purchased, you know, just stream. stream. <coughs> Fuck. Excuse me. <coughs> just stream. Uh, just stream some of the songs and um, share them on your social medias, please. We appreciate you. Head over to Popple. What's Popple? I'll show you. Now I got to sneeze. I, I can't make this shit up. <sighs> shit. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Man, what is wrong with me? I'm falling apart, y'all. Mm. Beg my pardon. <sniffs> you see my totally cute case? All right, so this is Popple. Boom. Oh, shit. I'm in a silly mood. My bad. And uh, we're just going to cut, and we're going to do that again. Hey, you guys heard of Popple? That's Popple. What's Popple? Uh-oh. Somebody popped me. Uh-oh. <coughs> I'm still dying. Look at that. That's Popple. Popple's a digital business card. Listen, I'm an entrepreneur. Everybody knows this. I love starting businesses. I'm a realtor. If you didn't know and you're looking for a house... Look for Xabian. I'm still choking. I'm doing my best I can to get through this. In the digital age and in a post-corona world where you really don't want to touch other people's things and have like too much hand-to-hand contact, get a popple. Have your clients popple you. It's the best thing ever. It really has everything on it, and it's right away. Somebody really needs your information. They're going to get all your socials, your phone number, email, and anything else they need. You can add websites. You can customize things so they can have different links to whatever you have, wherever you have your things. Now, why is that awesome? Because business cards get thrown away. And right now, honestly, I don't I haven't handed out a business card all year. 
So let me help you save some money. Head over to popple.co. That's P-O-P-L dot C-O. Use Kasabian Lava at checkout and save 20%. That's my gift to you. Merry Christmas from the Kasabian Lava Show. Make sure you donate to the Cash App. Every time you donate to the Kasabian Lava Show, it goes to feed five Puerto Rican kids. My mic sounds funny. Can anybody tell me why? Who's touching my mic? Now you got me finger fucking around with the thing. Oh, shit. Sorry. The algorithms, Duke. <clears throat> the algorithms. I'm hype. Like, I'm mad hype. And, like, the show is going to be mad mellow. I went through, like, four different songs until I finally picked one. Make sure you get Popple. Head over to Popple.co. Get you a Popple. I mean, you save 20%. They're not even expensive. If you think about it, you got to buy business cards continuously. With Popple, you get one, two, because they come in different colors. You can use ones for one business, one for another business. And like I said, I'm helping you save some money. It's always good. Free, you know, marketing, uh, the cheaper the better, because that shit's expensive, and it is not fun when it doesn't work. Business cards is a swing and miss. It's, they're sticky. They're very sticky. I always get the wrong type of phone calls because of my business cards. I would like the wrong people hit me up, like they're not clients. Yo, I got a weird, <clears throat> I don't know what it is. Ever since the whole internet thing, everything's been sounding like just straight ass. I don't know. I can't figure it, guys. I'm not having a good day. I didn't have a good day yesterday. That's why we didn't even come on. Like, I'm going to be completely honest. <clears throat> we kind of just shit the bed yesterday and said, fuck it. And it, honestly, nothing's happening. I don't know why I turned this on. Nobody ever stream chats with me, but I just like the way it looks. I might just get rid of this. You can't see me squiggling the mouse. <sighs> I don't know why I did that. I swear I'm going to learn how to do this damn, uh, this whole streaming thing. So what's going on in the rap industry, guys? Are rappers not getting paid? Like all these streams, I don't understand them. Not many people do. So if anybody really knows what streams are worth and how they work, I would love to hear from you. Oh, that's another thing. We're going to start taking phone calls so y'all can call in and, and give input. I would really like to have conversations with people that are listening. And I think it'd be cool to have uh, your input. Teach me. I want to learn. Um, so it seems like rappers are really getting into a lot of issues these days in an industry where money seems to be just fucking flowing abundantly. <clears throat> you don't even have to be good. And to see rappers getting caught up, like the whole G Herbo thing, like I know it might be people around him. It might not necessarily be him. Hopefully it isn't him because I, I, I just don't see what's the point. Like this kid's had money for fucking ever, like before the music type shit. You know what I'm saying? And most of them do. Most of your favorite rappers have had money prior to becoming successful in music because they're go-getters, they're hustlers, you know, they're going to they're gonna do what they got to do. But it makes you think, you know, with labels making so much money today, why aren't artists, I mean, making even more money? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you should be, shit, if you look back to the 70s and 80s, them rappers wasn't making shit compared to what's getting made today. And it's it's pretty disgusting. It really is. Because fucking money, bro, it's nuts how much money it is. But I'm not here to talk about that. <clears throat> Just here to talk about what's going on with these guys. Why are they around those people? Like I feel like we're missing a lot of OGs. Like we got we got dudes making money and they staying in the hood. Like it was hard for me to leave. So I could relate. Like I understand. I cried for two fucking weeks when we moved into our first house. Like I bought my first house. I should have been happy as shit. Like I did not deserve to be in a house that big. 
and I was just so excited to have it. But at the same time, I was so hurt because I'm out the hood. Like I, I felt like I wasn't going to be hungry. And I said that I was like, yo, it's going to be really hard for me to be hungry from here out because this shit paid off. And although it did take some time to build up, it was, it was kind of fast and, and being that comfortable really, it, it took away some of the hunger. And, and honestly, you can get the best, uh, well, I mean, in my opinion, uh, you get the best art when you're struggling, you know, like when it's dire to make it good. It's hard to make it good when you don't need it to be. And I think good music comes from that, that man, when you bottom out, that 808 and heartbreaks came from heart, real heartbreak. You know, you, you get you get certain projects from certain people, you go, damn, that's the one. And and that's in my opinion. I feel like now uh these guys are making so much money so fast that I can't believe they can still make music. I give them props, but there's a lot of artists who get so fucking boring after they make money. And rap is boring anyway. Like if you watch a rap show, you really don't you don't really get too excited after watching one. It's hard to watch. <clears throat> Tell them to not bring their friends on stage. It's hard to watch. I'm a rapper. I know. It's okay. But I am curious. What's going on out there? Why are they dealing with scammers? What is the point? Why did Meek Mills give those kids just $20 while he was in a half million dollar car? These are questions that I have. I have, Or these are... Yeah, these are questions that I need answers for. Damn it. But the hip-hop police is a real thing. So for people that don't know what the hip hop police is, there's literally a whole police force in New York City that was designated to watch these rappers. You know, some of the music is real. Some of the music might be um, just storytelling and just good writing or you have people around you that put you on and taught you some things. And, you know, the police ain't take too kindly to that shit when you're talking about, you know, killing people and doing things and <clears throat> they can start investigating and really tying things together. And they did. And people started getting locked up for it. It was fed indictments. It was this. It was that. I mean, it was nasty for a good fucking, a good long time. Um, And it seems to still be happening. Now, does Takashi have something to do with it? I don't know. I can't say that. That's weird for me to say that that one kid is really causing so much fucking, just so many headaches, right? Or so much of a fucking kerfuffle. Like, really, one person is really able to do this? That's fucking insane. But is it happening? I don't know. Why Why now? Why rappers? Like, there's so much other shit going on. Why y'all worried about what these rappers are doing? That's my question. Um, I gotta stop saying, um, you guys gotta catch me on that. So, I want to do a whole podcast on the war on drugs. And I would like to have as much information to give to the world because I realized the other day I was talking to one of my friends from Canada that he'd never heard of the war on drugs, nor did he know anything about it. He didn't understand when we were talking about the decriminalization of marijuana. And he was just like, yeah, in Canada, everybody can do that. Right. <clears throat> and I go, yeah, that's Canada. But here they've prosecuted people to the fullest extent of the law over the smallest amounts and 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 probably shit price wise to value didn't even add up to a misdemeanor and people have lost their entire lives to it and he's like what are you talking about I was like the war on drugs it fucking went rampant through the fucking 80s and 90s it's probably the one war in america that never got won and honestly it's, it's whooping our ass 
All it did was create this weird police state with aggressive police that were trying to save neighborhoods when in reality all they were doing was harassing and taking people away from their children that were just trying to live. Let me tell you something. The biggest drug deal in this entire world is the American pharmacies, bro. So the war on drugs, (sighs) that's a terrible fucking war. It didn't work. We'll get into that. I really want people to see what that was about. Um... It really opened my eyes to to people not knowing. And this podcast isn't just local, even though I'm here out of Vegas and I do talk about a lot of things that are going on in Vegas. I have to talk about where I'm at, but I do understand that I have a broader audience and I would like to bring them into what's going on and how things happen over here. And why? 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 Why are we fucking treated this way? And why is shit happening this way? You know, I had one hope. I really did. I really thought things would change, but they're not. You know, they've they've literally been able to trick people into thinking that they're fighting for rights that they don't have. And in reality, those the people have died already for all the rights that people are protesting for today. Trust me, I'm with police reform. Y'all know this. I have episodes of this and we'll get back into that soon enough. I'll do a, a throwback to what I want to do with the police reform. Um. The war on drugs, though, my bigger issue with the war on drugs, and it's something I've been noticing lately, and I've been talking about it a lot, is that a lot of these young men and and grown men obviously didn't have a father in their life. And they do things that are just fucking pathetic and they shouldn't be done. And there's nobody there to check them. And and you're going to do dumb shit coming up. You need somebody to tell you when you're doing wrong. If somebody cares about you, they're going to tell you that you're doing wrong and that's missing in a lot of communities because of incarcerations. I mean, wrongful fucking convictions for years and years and years of, of, of just bullshit, nothing sentences. And you got boys and girls growing up without a father figure that's there to, to, you know, put that male influence and that male bond and then that male guidance there. I, I, I don't care how you feel about this. This is me. You, you, I mean, listen, as masculine as any man can be, we all have feminine sides. A, a real man, a gentleman, a gangster, a real man, we have a feminine side. Our our masculinity is through the roof, but we do have a feminine side. Like I can love my daughters and my sons and still break your fucking mouth, put a brick through your window type shit, and then just go about my day. Like, that doesn't mean nothing. That doesn't mean I'm, I'm an interior designer. Like That was my first business that I opened. What does that mean? I have a great eye. I have great taste. I live lavish. You see what I'm saying? Like every real male is going to have a feminine side. The issue is you're missing that alpha male side. And and it is a side. Like you can't just erase masculinity. It's not going to go away. You can't erase what a man is. Testosterone is there. You just can't take that from us. And we need to be around our children and we need to teach lessons to our children, especially our young men, because what's happening is that they're losing respect for themselves by doing things that make them look so fucking stupid. It's just, imbe- Yo, honestly, I always check my sons in, in, in specific ways. I put them in the whole situation and I, and I try to school them to the situation. And there's only two ways things are going to go the right way, or the wrong way. That's it. And when I say the wrong way, I mean if you're moving stupid or moving funny, that's the wrong way. Be a man. Be a woman. Both. You know what I'm saying? Like, fathers are there to help both. 
and 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 to, to you know raise their children um it blows me away like when the fuck it, it's you know what's corny it's corny when 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 dudes i'm sure females do it too maybe there's an equivalent to it but like when a guy when there's two guys and there's one girl and one guy starts to talk shit on the other guy to look good for the girl you know dirty mac right like a dirty motherfucker that does that to you is just so corny, right? That's the equivalent to today when people comment on your pictures and like take a jab at you and then gas themselves up. Like you know how corny you got to be to talk shit about somebody to make yourself look better? Yo my guy, I want you to win all the time. If I if I waste my time to comment on your shit, I'm going to say something, "Yo, that's dope. That's fight. Yo, come fuck with boy. He he dope." Woo, woo, woo. You know shit like that. For everything you do, there's no need for me to be sitting up underneath no other person's pictures talking shit like that. Like, are you crazy? And it's so pathetic. Like, my problem was it was such a shitty blow. Like, what you mean? Like, what? why even say that? You never comment on anything else. But today you felt like you wanted to say something because you finally got something to say. Because that's another thing, right? They have to literally find one issue to pick. And it's a thing. I've seen this. I've seen young men do this shit a lot online, bro. Like, they literally wait. Like, um... Like rappers today getting popped and, and people snitching. These motherfuckers don't care. They waiting for you to slip once. Bro, Bill Barr was on Joe Rogan. He was like, yo, if somebody came out with an allegation, like a Me Too allegation, you motherfuckers would sell me out in a second. Hell yeah, most motherfuckers would. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. They won't stand for shit. They don't stand for shit. It's not about a code. It's just about being a fucking man. Hold your nuts, bruh. There's so much of that shit. Like I, all, with, with situations like this, me too. Shit. There's certain situations where we can we can all be honest and say, okay, maybe some weren't um, in the same vein or in the same category. Some were fucking heinous and disgusting. And I swear to God, I, I really, I pray to God or whoever's up there, whichever one, Ganesh, Allah, Buddha, um, all of them, Awanile. Don't do that to my babies. Don't do that to my babies. I don't know how much time I'm going to get in, in prison for that type of stuff. Just don't do that to my babies. I'm not with that shit, yo. Respect. Respect. Everybody should respect everybody. And guess what? If somebody don't like you, my grandma used to tell me this. When somebody don't like you, don't talk to them. Get away from them. They don't like you. It's not your job to make nobody like you. You know the saying, um, I can't, don't get mad at the perception you made of me. Like, I can't change how you think of me. I'm me. However you embody it, that's that's on you. Damn, why am I talking about this? How did I get here? I know I was going deep with it, talking about little fuckboys and shit, and I don't got no goddamn nuts. Can't stand for nothing, man. That shit's embarrassing, bro. Gas your boys up, man. I see one of my homies, oh, he the flyest motherfucker here, yo. Straight like that. Like, you supposed to always gas your people. If you confident... If you confident and a man can teach you that, man, come on. There's some real nasty shit that men do. And just because the last episode we talked about females, I ain't going to lie. I want to talk on men, too, because there's a lot of fuck shit going on. And and real snitching and real dirty macking is something that happens all too often. And it's just nasty. And I think we really need some more big homies to grab these young men and really sit down with them and say, hey, man, you moving nasty, bro. And know your role. When you a worker, be a worker. When you a boss, be a boss. Shot call and call shots. It's just shit like that, man. It's real simple. Life ain't hard, bro. Check this out. 
somebody once told me, and I think it was a quote that he was telling me, life is like chess. Everybody has an ending, right? There's a, there's a million different endings. But it ends the same way. There's a checkmate. Life is chess. No matter how many different ways it ends, you end at that checkmate. It plays the same way. It's just up to you to how the fuck you get there. Some people have an amazing life. Some people don't. I don't know why. Can't compare. A lot of these young dudes, man, they like to compare. It's it's a fucking just shitty habit, man. It really is. And you know what it comes from? It just comes from nobody being there. It's tough. I think we're on Twitch, too. It's tough. What is that? I did not know I could do that. What? Mira este. Tobapo. Hold up. I didn't even know I could do that. That's fucking hilarious. My bad, y'all. I ain't never seen that. I ain't know I could do that. No, but but I, I think the pussification of America has really taken a toll on a lot of things that, that men do that really frustrate the fuck out of me, man. Like, I want to see better for so many, but damn, y'all move so fucking nasty. And we got to admit that shit, too. Like, we have to be able to talk about it. If we can't talk about it, then it doesn't really go anywhere. Excuse me. Oops. What else are we going to talk about? Yo! Okay. Let's close the show. Breakdancing is now an Olympic sport. Yo. My motherfucker with the Rocksteady crew. Shout out to the Rocksteady crew. Puerto Rico, stand up. This is huge for Puerto Ricans. If you do not know, Puerto Ricans, African Americans, and West Indians were who started hip-hop. Who started hip-hop? All of it. Graffiti, dancing, rapping, DJing. That's who started. All the elements came from the Bronx. Puerto Ricans, West Indians, and Africans. They're black Americans. That was who started hip-hop. Puerto Ricans have a huge part in fucking hip-hop. Huge. Like, yo, it, it, it baffles the mind that we don't have more Puerto Rican rappers. Like, I, I feel like I'm a failure in that I didn't uh, stick to going mainstream. Like, I should have. Like, I should have really chased that shit. I just wasn't good with the fame thing. Sorry. But it does hurt. It's like, we started this shit. We was there. But look what a giant, giant, giant strive to see breakdancing as an Olympic sport. That's a beautiful thing. I'm very proud just that that whole shit is, is beautiful. It really is. I mean, I used to breakdance. I still can. I might hurt myself. I'm an old man now. But shit, I love breakdancing. Um, just hip-hop, man. I'm a hip-hop baby. I love hip-hop. I do graffiti. I'm a writer. I love graph. Like, come on, man. That shit is crazy. Breakdancing is in the Olympics. Like, really think about that. They made it a sport. Like, man, it's crazy. Good for us. Uh, I heard Crazy Legs has something to do with that. That's a big deal. Shout out to Crazy Legs. Shout out to everybody that had anything to do with that. That's a beautiful thing, not only for hip-hop, but honestly, for the culture. This is something for the culture. My name is Kasabian Lavo. Don't live in the past. Live in the moment. Wow.